Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. It is time once again for another Community Spotlight, and our guest this week is Jonathan Russell. He's the Director of Housing Strategy for BAX, the Bay Area Community Services. It's been around this uh, community for a long time, doing a lot of things. If you look at the website, it says their mission is to uplift underserved individuals and their families by doing whatever it takes. It's a wide scope, Jonathan. Thanks for joining us. So just initially, that, that mission, what that means to the folks at BACS as you attempt to attack homelessness and other things uh, associated with that here in our area. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And I think uh, really whatever it takes, it does boil down to three words, whatever it takes. That is, that is our mission. That is our foundation. Uh, we've been around since 1953 doing all sorts of community service work uh, from behavioral health um, services to the community, to community-based wellness centers and uh, homeless and housing services. So really our, our approach is to, is to meet the need, whatever it is and whatever it takes and overcome barriers and work with our community members to help them get housed and stable and integrated in their community uh, and uplifted um, for the, you know, the lives that they deserve. What, what are the challenges that you're currently facing? Because it, this, is a, this is a conversation that's been going on for a period of time and it seems like there are ebbs and flows of trying to make some progress. Uh, the tide comes in and the tide goes back out. Uh, where do you feel Bax is right now in attempting to, to, to at least alleviate some of those issues? Yeah, it's a good question, right? This is the, it, uh, homelessness in many ways is, I think, the, not just the crisis of the moment, but uh, the crisis of our generation in many ways. It intersects with issues of, uh, of racial injustice, uh, of, of economic impoverishment, and, and all of those things. It's really the confluence of a lot of social issues. So in many ways, it can feel overwhelming. And Bax is, we are fortunate to um, have a deep experience in this area and, and are, and are you know, excited to work with thousands of clients a year. Uh, we, thou- we house over... 1,500 to 2,000 clients a year across all of our programs. So it is, it is certainly an expertise of ours, um, but the need is great. And so we are always looking for strategic ways, both in terms of public. We work obviously with a lot of our public funders from the city of Oakland to the county and all the, all the surrounding areas, but also uh, innovating with, uh, with private funding uh, and, and other dollars to really bring together uh, the most innovative way that we can meet this crisis, which we know is wrapping around the whole person, wrapping around our communities um, and doing what they need to stay intact and to stay safe and be uplifted 
in what very often is a housing market that is uh, hard to live in, even if you have uh, uh, gainful employment. So the simple question would be, how does somebody get connected with Bax and what does that process look like? Yeah, well, we have a pretty easy process, which is reach out <laughs> to us uh, through our website, through our uh, development department and, and donor relations, which is Nora Daly, our director of development. All that's easily accessible on our website. Um, we, we believe in a no wrong door for our community members. So whatever service they come into, we, we find a way to plug them in and work with them. And we believe uh, and function the same way uh, with partnering in our community. Uh, we are a community-based grassroots. We believe that we are owned and operated by the community uh, for what we do. So we want to partner in every way. One of the unique ways that we partner with the community uh, is with uh, local landlords, local property owners. Um, the bread and butter of our work is supporting individuals exiting homelessness into permanent housing that very often is receiving support, short-term, temporary, and sometimes permanent uh, subsidy support uh, and at least move-in support into units on the private market. So we are always looking to build relationships and partner with landlords that have a heart for the community, that understand that need and want to help us um, abet this crisis, this housing crisis. Um, so reach out there. That's my division. I, I work with all of those uh, interested parties. And we also do wonderful things more generally. We do a home in a basket program, which is providing uh, an intact basket of resources to help people really transition into home. So housing essentials, towels, pots, pans, those things. Um, so we have a lot of different ways, and those are a couple of the ways that we love to partner with our community. And BayAreaCS.org, that's the, the website that people can go to to get information and, and at least look at that, look at the process and look at everything that's involved with BACS. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, a great door and that's all the communication and all the ways to get in direct contact with us. When you talk about housing and trying to get folks that are unhoused this opportunity to get that type of uh, protection, for lack of another term, it also ties into other areas, doesn't it? Folks that are dealing with mental health and they're out on the streets, folks that have been incarcerated and they're now back out on the streets and trying to not put them back into that incarceration loop. So that can, what is that connection like? How important is that connection all coming together with Bax being a, a, a steward that's trying to, to, to make that happen? Yeah, that's a good word. I appreciate that. That stewardship word, I think, is really, is really important. It's a helpful way to think about it. Um, you know, we have different ways in which different services in our communities are funded. Um, but we have, but community members aren't, aren't spread out in that same way. We are, we, you know, one and the same person uh, very often um, is suffering from homelessness and also the impacts of that homelessness on their mental health, just as the impacts of uh, um, being without a house or being deprived of housing really in many cases would deeply affect and, and um, our own uh, wellness in those areas. So they are closely intersected, as you mentioned, in terms of reentry from incarceration. We know a large portion of the folks um, that uh, end up in a houseless situation uh, are exiting an institution without support. So Bax operates uh, reentry uh, treatment team programs that are specifically working not just to connect with folks as or after they've left an institution or in an incarceration state or otherwise, but to inreach, to connect with them and to provide a link as they exit and the supports that are needed. So we believe in the whole person um, and bringing that all together. So we're fortunate to have 
uh, funding and support from these various different areas, both behavioral health and housing services. But our goal is to see the person as a whole person, as a single person, and to serve them with all of those needs. Um, and we know physical health as well is a, is a huge contributor. Um, many, many people that have um, been deprived of housing or are in a housing houseless situation, especially for extended amount of time, um, are, are actually physically aging um, uh, at, at a much higher rate than many others, sometimes 15 to 20 years uh, physically older than their actual age. So th this is a crisis um, and, and not a new one, right? This has been ongoing that needs to be met from a, from a whole person perspective. And we seek to do that and to connect people to all those, all those services they need. And most importantly, connect them back to community, right? This is, not, this is not solved by technical service providers alone. This is about the community wrapping around our community members um, and becoming what, what each other need um, to live healthily in our neighborhoods. How important has the connection been with the athletics to, to tie in with BACs and, and allow both to use their voices to, to help alleviate this issue? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to say it's huge. Uh, any platform, let alone a platform this big, um, in which to shine a light on the need um, and agencies and community members doing the work has, has, a, has a massive impact, right? We all see this issue, but we often don't always see it in a light where we see constructive opportunities to participate in addressing it. Uh, and the A's shining the light on it and partnering with us and helping uh, to raise money toward that end, toward the purchasing of homes uh, to convert into affordable housing, which is, which is one of the central things we do to preserve and create affordable neighborhood-based affordable housing in the Bay Area, specifically in Oakland, um, ha has been a, a huge gift. So that ongoing uh, uh, emphasis on how folks can participate and partner um, is, is a huge gift, and we are so, so thankful for it. As you mentioned, uh, just the, the simple process of having a roof over your head and what that can do in terms of creating positive mental health and positive other scenarios for that person or that family moving forward. Uh, where do people go that, that as they listen to this? Where can they go to help participate, whether, like you said, the, the house baskets or even just financially mm -hmm. or other ways that they can help Bax uh, continue your mission? Absolutely. Well, um, obviously, you know, one of the one of the obvious ways is to is to become a donor, which for us means to become a partner in the work, to become a partner in uh, supporting the work. We we are, as I said, constantly working to try to find innovative, groundbreaking ways to do this work. Um, and we use um, you know the flexible support we get from from local donors to do that. Right. Um, we aim to create innovative approaches that show the effectiveness. Um, and then can become the norm in our community. So obviously becoming a donor is a great way. Um, really just, just, just helping to frame this issue in the light that it needs to be, which is um, that people are suffering and they are not uh, suffering um, for some reason that they should be kept outside or put through a program before they're, before they're given housing, right? These are our community members that, that, des that deserve housing um, as a right, as a way to get well, not something that they need to do um, in order to receive it later on. So some of that is just awareness and advocacy. You know, we are, we are thankful that our local governments and community partners um, and other stakeholders are really invested in the right solutions to this process, right? Which is, which is focusing on constructive opportunities. But I think really becoming informed uh, um, and using your voice is another, is another critical way that, that, we, that we would consider an important way to partner. Um, and use that voice for, for um, you know, the ends uh, of which it needs to be, which is to help the community. Jonathan Russell joining us, the Director of Housing Strategy for the Bay Area Community Services. 
Jonathan, can can you share with us uh, some positive stories, some things that Bax has been able to accomplish? And I know it's it's a daily fight, and I know you continue to push the boulder up the hill, but there have to be some small victories that 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 gives inspiration to you. It certainly gives inspiration to those that maybe felt like they were unheard and uh, and didn't have a voice, and suddenly they find themselves in a situation that allows them to be in a much better place. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, one of the really present, you know, kind of um, in the moment things that we've seen that has been really um, helpful to the community and certainly encouraging to us is, you know, the amount of support um, and resource in order to provide uh, rent relief to prevent homelessness, which is another huge part of this conversation that we haven't even talked about that BACS has been as since 2018, when we started Keep Oakland House, which is a collaborative um, that we are a part of, uh, that work closely with the city of Oakland and, and private funding from Crankstart and San Francisco Foundation uh, and Kaiser Permanente to provide a program that really met people's needs before they fell out of housing. So folks that were in an eviction crisis or had backed rent could come and we could provide emergency assistance to keep Oakland housed. Now we've expanded that to, uh, you know, I, I started as a joke and now it's actually what we call it, keep everyone housed. We're doing this across a lot of communities. But with the influx of assistance from the federal government, from locally, and from our ongoing private funding, we've been able to disseminate since, since 2018, and the vast majority of this since COVID started, over $10 million of rental assistance right here locally in Oakland and beyond. Uh, 3,000 plus households um, have been served since the pandemic started with this emergency assistance. So the stories we have of households in precarious situations where for no reason other than a global pandemic, they've lost their job and been able to pay, unable to pay rent. With that support, we've been able to stabilize them. We've also been able to move 300 people that had already fallen out of housing back into housing with a quick intervention of that flexible funding to shore them up and get them housing in housing during this pandemic. So it's those stories and the individualness of that and, and, and the unique, I'm thinking of a seven, uh, a family of seven. Um, um, father was a painter. Mom was home caring for the kids. I mean, they were in dire straits, and this rental assistance allowed them to stabilize and to get back into the employment, and uh, and now they're living well uh, and and stable again in their house. And and when you encounter these different stories, they they want to be members of the community. They want to be uh, contributors to their community, and they they feel like maybe they have been tossed aside or forgotten and maybe they had you know that they have been those that look i was the person that was always helping the other ones now i'm asking for help sometimes that's not an easy thing to do but the, the reminder is that you've got a, a wide range of services not just necessarily put them in the house but things around housing wrapping and around. also things around like you mentioned wrapping around the entire person that has to be uh, crucial for people to hear to understand that there are there are different ways that that the folks at, at backs can can help somebody. Absolutely, and you know it's one of the misunderstandings often, uh, unfortunately, that, that circulates around our communities is that the folks that are experiencing houselessness on our streets um, uh, are probably from somewhere else, right? They're not. Statistics show, surveys show, the vast majority of folks that are that are unhoused in our community uh, are from our communities. They are our community members, um, and there is no, you know, there is no one face of homelessness. Uh, we do know explicitly, and I think we need to say it loudly, that there is huge racial disparity uh, in Oakland and beyond in terms of who is experiencing homelessness. 
with the with the significant overrepresentation of our black and brown community members. So we need to address those things um, with a with a real targeted focus, um, especially here in Oakland. But at the end of the day, as you said, these are our community members, and if we can see um, what's happening in that light, and if we can see it for what it is, which is in many ways for no fault of their own, um, a, a, a failure of our system, um, then we can begin to advocate and support things that help change that system. And Bax is, is committed to being a part of that, a constructive part, um, and to begin to continually uh, you know, focus on the humanizing of this problem um, and addressing it with the whole person support that we do. Can, can you bring to light the, the new housing navigation services that uh, Bax has put together in the Central Valley and what that means on a, you know, on, on I want to say a small scale because it, it got accomplished. But but again, just the footprint while we talk about Oakland, the footprint still is is pretty wide reaching for Bax and, and you see yeah. opportunity to uh, to assist others. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've been we've as we were founded here. Uh, in Oakland in 1953 by 12 churches. And we're now um, spread out across um, seven counties, including most recently in Monterey County, where we've uh, opened a beautiful new navigation center facility in Salinas to serve and support that community with permanent housing resources. It will serve anywhere from 115 to 120 individuals or our households at a time together, seeking to transition them all into permanent housing. Uh, we operate a pretty unique model in our navigation centers. They are not just emergency shelters. They are permanent housing focused interim housing programs where we've been able, um, fortunately, to transition 75, often 80 percent of all the folks that come in into long term permanent housing from those centers. So we're hoping to do that same thing, that same innovative, creative work, partnering with local community members, property owners uh, and, of course, the um, local authorities uh, in that county and that city. Uh, to continue to expand that uh, as we as we are doing, uh, as I said, across across seven counties now. So, so Jonathan, can can you just look at the stories that you've explained? And the, while you mentioned uh, kind of not necessarily passing, but the pandemic and what mm -hmm. it has done to so many lives in so many different areas. Now, as you're moving forward, what continues to give you and your great group of people at Backs hope that that you're that you're fighting against the tide that progress is being made. Our voice is out there. People are learning more about us and we're, we're able to help more people uh, in the things that you try to accomplish. Yeah, well, I'll, I will say, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show, this kind, of, this kind of conversation, the fact that the spotlighting is happening, right? We can't solve problems unless we turn the lights on. Uh, uh, we, we have to, uh, and, and you know, fortunately and unfortunately, this is a very public issue, right? It, 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 is, it is on our drives to work. Um, but I, I am encouraged by seeing uh, what, what is a change in the tide. You know, we, we, often, we often say everybody cares about homelessness, but I think often many, many care about seeing it um, and, and not always care about actually addressing it. So we care that we see it and we don't like that. But do we care about the issue and the people that are suffering? Uh, we're seeing a growing, a growing tide, a growing uh, sea change of, of focus on actually wanting to, to address and solve this issue. Uh, we're encouraged by the by the state and federal funding that is being that is being put this direction, um, and hopefully to be used in innovative ways to create more permanent housing. Uh, obviously, Governor Newsom's um, large you know um, budget dedication of funding toward this issue is an encouragement, um, and the community mobilization around it. Right, uh, we 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 see that not not to mention 
the overwhelmingly heroic stories of, of recovery uh, and resilience uh, uh, and transformation that happen um, when folks are supported with that opportunity to have housing, which we believe is a right that all the community should have. Jonathan, we, we certainly uh, appreciate the opportunity to use the platform to, to get the story out on Bay Area Community Services, bayareacs.org. You can learn about the housing baskets that you talked about, ways to donate, way to become a donor. Uh, it also explains all the services, residential services, intentional care, housing solutions, things we talked about with job services and mental health. It's all there for people if they're wondering, you know, how important is your group? It's certainly there to be seen and and hopefully people can react to that in a very positive way. We appreciate the, the time. We wish you all the best. And uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that you continue to push the push the tide back and good things continue to happen. Thanks to the folks at Bax. Thanks so much, Vince. Go A's. Jonathan Russell, Director of Housing Strategy, our guest in this week's Community Spotlight. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.